Welcome to the School for Small Business podcast, where small business owners come to learn the keys to running a successful small business on their own terms. We've been in your shoes, scaling from the basement to the boardroom. We understand the highs and lows of entrepreneurship. And the one thing we know, business doesn't have to be hard. Let us make it easy for you. No business degree required. Join us as we unpack what it really takes to have success. The time, the money, and the freedom that you desire, all while having a massive impact on the people you serve. It's okay to want it all. If you've ever referred to yourself as an accidental entrepreneur, this is the podcast for you. We're going to dive into the mindset, the strategy, and everything in between. While you're busy supporting others, let us support you. One of the things that I find surprises everybody when they start working with me as a consultant or a fractional CFO is that they think it ends with the dollars and cents. Like, I don't know what they're looking to learn from it, but they think that the magic is in the one, two, three, four, five, and it is absolutely not. The magic is in where those numbers point you. And I want to share with you, one of the things that most often the numbers point to is systems within a business, right? Because systems are how things get done, right? You have somebody who wants to buy something and you want to sell it, but the system is how you actually fulfill whatever it is you promise to your client. And what I want to say is that most of the time when I'm starting to look at like savings and efficiencies, it's not just, you know, calling up the telephone company and getting a savings on your cell phone package. Sometimes it is those in the bigger scheme of things, those types of of expenses that we can negotiate tend to not be, you know, the, they're not the needle movers. They're not the things that really make a huge difference. Yes, you can find efficiency in them. We absolutely should do that. But they're not the things that make a difference, a huge difference in the day to day. Instead, what makes a difference in the day to day is the systems that we have to complete the product or um, complete the service or sell the product. They're the systems within the business that allow us to complete what we are doing. And so what we end up looking at often is what kind of solutions or what kind of processes do we have that we can start completing things better, faster, more aligned with our customers, et cetera. Those are the types of questions that we're diving into. And it always surprises people that I'm such a systems thinker because they're like, well, I thought you just talk numbers. Like, absolutely not. I use the numbers to guide me to an area that I'm like, hey, I think we should be able to produce this much out of this area and it's not there, right? Like having a benchmark, that's what the number helps me do, but then we start diving into it. So here's a really great example. I had one client who was looking at hiring. They already had an admin assistant um, and they were looking at hiring yet another assistant and they are a service-based office and they start looking at it and they're like, okay, we need this person to do all these things. I'm like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Before we hire, this is a phenomenal time because we always, we tend as business owners to pile things on, whether it's on our own to-do list, whether it's on our team's to-do list, we pile things on. We are just doing things because they've always been done that way. Or in a moment of like, you know, it's really busy. You're like, okay, we just got to get this done. That does not mean that they all need to still be done. And that does not mean that they still need to be done the way that they've always been done. So When you are looking at making a change, this is a perfect opportunity to ask yourself, does this still need to be done? Is there a better way? 
And in this case with my client, one of the things is an online booking system. If you do not have an online booking system, you are doing yourself an injustice. You're going to tell me this is the argument that I've gotten before. While my clients, some of them are older and they really want to talk to somebody. Some of them have questions. And my response was, is if there's that many questions, you have not done the right job marketing yourself nine times out of 10. There are very few industries where I really think that we have to have like a really high touch. And if we do, we need to look at that as a business model of like, wow, this really takes a lot Um a high touch, like customer inquiry process. But just about everybody that I talk to, that's not the case. Like, unless you're like some kind of specialized medical service, like probably um, a lot of the questions can be answered on a Q&A on your website or on an automatic phone answering system of like, hey, here are some of the most commonly asked questions, this, 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 this. And so if you do not have an online booking system, going back to that, then you're doing yourself an injustice. And my, my, my um, feedback from this client was like, well, I have clients who are older, they just want to book by phone. Yes, but like, we have that argument. But when we actually looked at the demographic of the majority of their customers or clients, majority of them were younger and wanted to book online, you know, as a I'm a 36 year old mama too. I remember last minute of like, oh crap, I got to book my kids for swimming lessons. I don't want to have to wait till 9 a.m. in the middle of my workday tomorrow to call to ask if they have space. At 10 p.m. when I'm doing it, I want to not have to put it on a to-do list. I want to just do it and get it done now. So not having that system is an injustice. That is an example of the types of systems that we look at. Another system uh, for another client was that they are a service-based provider, but they had stock. And sometimes they were like doing every single person who wanted to buy from them. They had to call in, place an order. It was a lengthy system because they're like, well, sometimes we don't get these products delivered on time and we're out of one or two. So we actually just created a system for them where all their clients that they know purchase can quickly either go to the website or go to Instagram and everything that was out of stock would be listed in this one spot. And so then it was just like, hey, before you come, this is where we keep this. They no longer then have to have this admin assistant on the phone with every single person coming through to buy these products. Instead, they can check ahead of time and this is what it is. And you just trained not just your team, but your customers what to expect from you. So how people flow through your business is incredibly important and not just doing things the way that they are supposed to be or have always been done. And I would say for me, at least I am most receptive to change as a person. I am most receptive to change in the middle of change in the middle of, you know, somebody's handed in their resignation. They're moving on in the middle of, I need, you know, we're a little bit overworked. I need to come up with, a better way of doing things. When we are ready to make a change, that is when I am most receptive to like actually looking at the processes that are in place and being like, okay, what can I do? So 
if you're at the place where you're getting a little bit overworked or you're in the middle of something that's happening that you're like, well, you know, maybe you're having to move locations, your rent came up, they're filling the spot with somebody else and you're moving, start asking yourselves the type of questions of like, is this, does this need to be done? Does it need to be done the way it was before? And do we have opportunity here? The one other tip that I will give you very quickly before the end of this episode is that when you start assessing does this have to be done? Is there a better way? Don't just look at the financial cost. Okay. So if you're like, Hey, we're going to move to an online system. What does it cost me monthly? And then decide like, Oh my gosh, well, that's so much you need to dig deeper. Okay. You need to see the full picture. So yes, there's a financial cost to implementing a new system in that terms of like, okay, I have a, a new software to pay for. But what are you saving every month in terms of admin assistant? And maybe it's not that you're reducing their hours, but maybe now they're taking more off your plate. So there still is a savings of like, okay, how much am I saving per month? What are the other, you know, opportunities and what are the other costs and what does it cost to implement it? Okay. So if you're buying a new software and you have to invest $10,000 to get it set up, you need to understand that because you may be thinking like, oh, this is, this is great. It's going to be such a savings but what is the cost to getting it set up? So you need to see the full picture, see it all through from the moment you decide this is what we're going to do instead, all the way through to the end of somebody using it every day. The payoff may not be as quick, but remember, we're not looking like our business. We're not looking to make a million dollars this year and quit. We're looking to be here for a long period of time. And so let's make decisions that really serve our businesses in that way. Okay. I hope you love this episode. Um, If you're looking at systems within your business and you're like, where can I find these efficiencies? I will tell you, this is something that I struggled as a business owner in seeing because I was very involved in the processes. It became a lot easier as I grew my team because I was less involved in the actual running of the day to day. So I had that view. If you're a solopreneur and you're like, I have no idea where to start, you know, I can't see the forest for the trees. This is where a one-time consulting call can be so incredibly helpful because there's somebody who, you know, has seen different businesses, who understands models, who understands what's possible, is helping you see your own forest for the trees. So don't hesitate to reach out if you're like, I am kind of stuck in the weeds here. Help me, help me see the bigger picture. Help me find a better way to get this done. Um, yeah, please don't be, please don't be shy to reach out. Every single one of us needs help. I hire help still. It's just a, you know, the nature of business. So, um, don't hold yourself to shame if you can't see it all. In fact, okay. I know I was going to end this episode, but I just want to share this with you. Yesterday I was talking to another business owner and she was saying that she was like trying to learn something from a book. She was reading the book and she's like, how come I am not learning, you know, from this, or I don't, I haven't had time to finish the book and I keep getting stuck and I restart it. The interesting part about reading books is that depending on the author, so not all of them are made the same, but depending on the author, literally this is a part of a marketing plan. Okay. So I've met people that they literally, it's like they, they drop the nuggets, but you have to really learn yourself. So How much do you really feel like you could learn from a textbook? If I was going to accounting school, I could learn the basics of taxes from a textbook, but I don't think I would have learned like the ins and outs, the experience. I wouldn't have had the best education just from a textbook. So books are the same way. They often are meant to sell you into a course 
that probably teaches you a bit more, but ultimately you're going to get the most value from a consultant who teaches you literally your specific business. So this business owner is talking to me and she's like kind of, you know, frustrated where she's like, well, I'm trying to learn. So if you're in the position where you're trying to learn, what I would suggest is if you're looking to go further faster, I would look at how you align your resources with trying to do that. How do you invest in a way that is like, how can I get further faster? How much time are you going to spend reading the book? How much time are you going to spend trying to understand how it applies to your business? How much time are you going to spend testing? Because when we learn, it's like we try something, we win or we fail. We have to look at that. Did we do what we wanted to do? Now we try again. So are you going to spend your time that way and understanding like that's an investment of its own or are you going to spend your time with a consultant? And I don't have the answer because I think that there are things in my business where I decide I'm like long-term, like I want to learn to do this myself. I'm going to start with the book, learn a little bit, then, you know, I'll continue going on. And there's other things where I'm like, I need this done now. I need it done by somebody who knows what they're doing. And I need that professional. But my point is, is that we do not know everything. We will not ever know everything. We are constantly learning. We will always be in that state. And you really need to be conscious as a business owner when you're trying to invest into learning of how you're going to do it. Is it something that you just need one and done? Is it an area where you're actually going to be spending your time long term? Is it an area where you do want to get a book? What do you have available to invest, etc.? And making more conscious decisions with that like well-rounded perspective. So that is all for me today. Hope you love this episode and can't wait to talk to you next time. Thank you so much for tuning into this episode of the School for Small Business podcast. That's right. I'm saying thank you because I believe so heavily in small businesses and how they are the backbone of our community. And I am so grateful that you are taking the steps to make sure that your small business is here for the long run, supporting your family and your community. And I just love it. If you found any nuggets from this episode that were helpful to you, I want to ask you a favor. I want to ask that you share them with a friend because if you found them helpful, somebody else will as well. And it's that concept of the rising tide raises all ships. So please go ahead and share with a friend, whether it's on social, maybe you're sending them an email the old school way. I don't know. You want to send a letter, but any way you want to share, I would just be eternally grateful. And as always, like, please just shoot me a DM on Instagram. I love to chat with small business owners.